You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday evening. But we're still the Saturday Night Wrestle Maniacs. You got the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Once again. The big guy, KG. That is me. And we are your reigning, defending, undisputed tag team champions of the universe. The Wrestle Maniacs presented by the Sideline Junkies. That's us. Whew. It's been a rough week. How's everything going there, brother? Oh, man. Enjoying a little bit of good vacation action. Enjoying some uh, amazing legend action. So it's it's been uh, a good, smooth week. And now we get ready to go back to business and get everything the way it's supposed to be once again. What about you, man? Well, I've been hard on the Division 2 this week. I had to take a couple days off. Because uh, I, I was getting to the point where I wasn't sleeping at night, so I had to fix that. And then Monday night, of course, Raw Reunion, had to watch that live. And then I watched it twice. That's how good it was. But then I had to take a couple more days off because I, I wasn't sleeping. I was dreaming about the Division Two, <laughs> uh, throwing grenades. I was dreaming about being in the game, playing the game, creating a, a Division Three, and how would I do it, everything. So it's been a fantastic week for myself oh man so yeah you have been a rather busy agent busy is an understatement because uh i finally made the level 30 i'm on world tier one i think i'm well along on the way oh yes those 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 young ones as they 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 slowly (laughs) but surely get through you'll be there and then we'll be hanging out at world tier five and you'll be like, oh, God, this is crazy. Err. But you mentioned, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, go ahead, what you say? No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to wind up hiding in cover with my hands over my ears talking about, it's too loud, it's too loud. <laughs> oh, man, no, you're probably running at like uh, Wolverine or Leroy Jenkins. You got it, man, you got it. We'll just send you <laughs> in first. But uh, you mentioned Raw Reunion, so why not start going around the universe talking about all that was in that jam-packed three hours of, of goodness and let's just rattle off who was there. The show was open with John Cena, looking good. Uh, had a little bit of uh, chime in with the Usos, and then uh, Rikishi came out, and then uh, we had Devon come out. So I'm assuming they're considering Cena a legend of sorts. Um, uh, no, no Bully Ray, which I thought was a little interesting, but he just may not have been I, I in the area. Too. I don't think there was any snub or anything like that because they, they put a lot of requests out. So you had the opening match with uh, the Usos and um, with uh, Rikishi on the outside against the Revival with Devon on the outside. Unfortunately, Rikishi didn't get cleared, so medically cleared to, to have any type of action. So we didn't see any stink faces and stuff. So it was like, oh, that sucked. But. From there, we saw Kurt Angle, Jerry Lawler, Stone Cold, obviously. Booker T was on commentary. Caitlin, Alicia Fox, who 
kind of is sliding into the legend world. She hasn't officially come out and done a retirement speech or anything like that, but uh, it's heavily rumored that she is no longer wrestling, having her if it's a medical issue or she's just retiring. Uh, but she was uh, able to go into the exclusive Legends area. Uh, Legends Lounge is what they called it, where they had fruit and, and beverages, a non-alcoholic at that point, um, food, just all kind of, you know, nicely covered tables and, and chairs. They really made a strong, almost Oscar-worthy VIP experience for uh, the Legends, which uh, Mark Henry said on his podcast that it was an amazing presentation, something that the WWE has never done, even at WrestleMania. So he, he likened this experience to being better than the, the legend experience at WrestleManias. Uh, we saw Santino, uh, the Godfather, which had an interesting point that he couldn't say ho. So the, the, the crowd had to finish the ho train for him, uh, which, you know, that always goes into our rant of why not. Um, the boogeyman came back, Christian, Lillian Garcia. Uh, I know they're not legends, but Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, <laughs> um, just seeing them on TV was good. Eve Torres, Eric Bischoff made his first televised appearance. Ron Simmons, Kelly Kelly, Candice Michelle, Molina, Alundra Blaze, the coach RVD, who did get a written uh, consent release for the night from Impact Wrestling to be able to uh, perform or at least appear, uh, which which was pretty awesome. And then uh, Impact, as a, on the back end, did a rub off of that, saying that, yep, we definitely approved of RVD being on Raw Reunion. But as always, if you want to see Mr. Monday Night, you can see him on Impact. It was like, oh, well, that's cool. Good way to get to a little thing there. Sergeant Slaughter, The Hurricane, Ted DiBiase, Hall, Nash, Road Dog, X-Pac. I mentioned Mark Henry, McFoley. Whew. That was uh, a lot of people. Yeah. More than uh, the other um, reunion-esque type shows that they've done, you know, where they would just have a couple and, and the gimmick. I would always say, almost say that the action and the, the legend interaction was about 50-50. So remember last week we talked about, is it a ratings war? <laughs> it's a uh, ratings win versus, you know, what they're uh, looking at with um, AEW coming up. But what do you think of the show? Absolutely enjoyed it. The ending and I found out after it went off air, that party in the ring kept going. Uh, Lillian Garcia actually chugged two beers. Uh, just to hear Stone Cold, uh, just to hear him talk about being on the road. And I, that's why I love listening to his podcast. And that he was just being himself. He was real. And I just, I don't know, it just made me feel... 15, 16 again. And you see Stone Cold in the ring and then, you know, everybody getting back together. And, of course, you know, when, when you got Flair and Hogan in the same room, the stories those two could tell. Then you have everybody else and, 
you know, guys that been on the road together. Oh, you remember this time? It, it just made me feel great just hearing them talk about it. And that that's something that I think uh, they should have did a 24-7 on. Those two nights that everybody oh, you got know together. Are. Everybody oh, oh, came down. Oh, hope- come on now. Come on now. And you just follow around different new, legends and just put it on the WWE, network. WWE uh, network and WWE app just rolled out on uh, Saturday. Oops, what day do we get this? Yeah, Saturday. So that rolled out and it's been updated. If you haven't updated your app yet, do so because it's a different look, different feel. It's a little bit more streamlined. It takes a moment to get used to and to navigate uh, from us been using the same WWE network for so long. But uh, I, I like the feel of it, so I'm still going to be playing around with it. But yeah, I thoroughly agree with you. And not to mention the matches weren't too bad either. I mean, uh, Ted DiBiase is twenty four seven champion. But you go uh, ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> that that right there, I think that's what stole the show, the twenty four seven championship because it switched it switched hands what nine mm-hmm. times. Man, I mean, and geez. it was the first time that I'm quite sure. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, Don Rodriguez did say that, you know, women can win the belt and legends and all this stuff. Because guess what happened? Drake Maverick's wife won the belt. Pat Patterson, actually both the Stooges won a belt. Patterson and mm-hmm. Gerald Briscoe. Kelly Kelly became champion. Candice Michelle became champion. Alundra Blaze became champion. It was about to drop the belt in the trash. Million Dollar Man bought it. From Alundra Blaze. <laughs> I mean, you know, Drake Maverick won it again in a limo from Million Dollar Man, to which Truth won it from Drake Maverick and took his wife to who knows where. She still hasn't <laughs> come out yet. So just to see that 24-7 thread was, was amazing. It was great to see. I was happy with it. Um, happy they finally embraced it. But... Still, Carmella could have became champion somewhere in the midst of that. Yeah. That's the only, only uh, little blemish there. I think Carmella should have got the belt. Yeah. And then you have have our truth trying to help her keep the belt the way oh, she yeah. helps him. Oh yeah. And then you know, if need be, truth she just gives truth the rub. And say, just pin me, truth. Just pin me. You could do so much with that. But I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. And believe it or not, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this was the first Monday Night Raw that wasn't a, a, a like a special one-hour Raw segment, segmented show or something like that. A full-on Raw that was repeated, and the same night, Ms. and Mrs. came on, and then they showed an immediate three-hour repeat, and then turned right around and re-aired it, before SmackDown. Yeah. Wow. When you talk about the network doubling down on this idea, that is, that's proof in the pudding right there. That's just showing really the TN, uh, well, like force of habit. That's how much of a throwback this was talking about back in the day. I was about to say to TNA. <laughs> oh, God. That, see, the Raw reunion got me going backwards in time, but. A throwback to, um, uh, or at least a, a call out to AEW to say that, hey, we've got the star power. You're not there yet. You need, I mean, Y2J is your star power, but you need more 
star power. But yeah, and, but speaking of star power, we talked about everybody that was there. Let's talk about who wasn't there. And a big name, and I read this earlier, was Jim Ross. And AEW gave the okay for Jim Ross to go. Jim Ross turned yeah, it down. But, I mean, it made sense because he didn't want there to be a mixed message of people saying, oh, that's probably AEW. Jim Ross is back on WWE already. If, if it was maybe two years down the road, he probably would have did it. But with them not even being on TV yet and, and so much going on, he just thought that it would have given – uh, a message that hey, there's trouble, and it's, it's not necessary. You, you, you know what? See, this is the grand scheme of things where we always talk about. Uh, and this is one of those times where I would have went and called Cody and called Dustin. Come on, go Dustin and 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 Cody Rose need to come on back. We need to put the legacy together one time for the night. And then, you know, everybody comes out, but it's just a show of solidarity. And Cody gets on the mic and says a little something about AEW. Vince calls it a piss ass, a piss ant ass company that I could buy. And then it's just kind of sort of, you kind of sort of start the kayfabe feud, but it's going to get everybody right. talking. And the next thing you know, like we always say, money hand over fist when you work together. It's more money on the table. Everybody eats. But that's just my thinking of everything, trying to include everybody that made uh, Raw, WWE, period, WWF, what it is. All those people should have been included. I mean, if you couldn't get them, fine. Scheduling conflicts, okay, fine. But you should have reached out to everybody, no matter what their affiliation is. Chris Jericho should have been there. Uh, I, I really was hoping to see The Rock. But he was in Hawaii over the weekend, so that wasn't yeah, going to happen. Yeah, he's on his uh, Hobbs and Shaw tour right now. But on the flip side, his daughter is actually training to wrestle. So now it's no longer really? just her being there. She's getting some, uh, I guess you can call it undercover, under the radar performance center training because it's not heavily talked about. So she's going there uh, as just Simone Johnson and, and doing her thing. Um, and we'll see what comes out of that over the next two years. And, and that's another legacy right there that, you know, we've mm-hmm. got Natalia, we've got Charlotte, and now we've got Simone. Speaking of which, I stumbled across, I didn't, I, I, I've never seen his uh uh the rock's ex-wife out of you know ball gowns and dresses she is cut the yeah. hell up she is yeah. jack so like, oh my goodness rock had elastic impression on her because she didn't look like that dang didn't look like that back in the day she was yeah Whew. look a yeah, little thing just doing um uh uh modeling and and uh competitions uh opposed to thus far doing any type of sports entertainment. I doubt that she's doing that, but she's doing a lot of, uh, you know, competitions and and strong woman things and stuff like that. But yeah, she is fit to say the least and makes me want to go to the gym right now. (laughs) And then she also announced that, uh, 
uh, uh, her company and one of The Rock's companies have joined forces to do, I can't remember what it was. I just read it really, really quick, but they've joined forces to work together. And, you know, they have a very great relationship to say that they're not married anymore. And and it's just awesome. Yeah, that that you, that's one of those dreams that, you know, any family would, would want to see happen to where the, the both parents can work and co-parent together with no problem. And then not only that, but you can remain my business partner, my manager, and all these things. I mean, if it's not going to work, that is a textbook where you would want it to work if it's not going to work, <laughs> without question. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish that on anybody to it not work, but hey, if you had to look at the, the, the archetype for what it could look like, that's it. Speaking of uh, things looking like, it looks like Mick Foley was not expecting Bray Wyatt to show up and give him his own finisher, the Mandible Claw, on Monday either. <laughs> the first thing I thought when I saw that, I said, that's not really Bray Wyatt. What made you, what made you think that? Mick Foley, everything we've talked about the last two weeks. Oh, you thought it was me? <laughs> that's <laughs> That would have been ex- executed. That would have been some icing on the cake, right? Like, no, but I would have had to have had Maury Povich there, or at least an envelope from DNA Diagnostic Center, so <laughs> we can open it up and be like, "Hey, he is the father. You need to get that right, Mick. You need to get that right." But the big question on the table for everybody on Tuesday was, "Did it work?" Like I said, uh, USA Double Down and re-airing it and really getting it out there, but just the numbers from the initial airing is that the show on average through drew uh, a 3.093 million viewers uh, in comparison to the week before it was 2.453 million. Uh, the breakdown uh, hour one did uh, 3.019 million. Hour two did 3.178 mil and then hour three did 3.08 Three million. So versus some of the earlier weeks where USA was really concerned, they more than doubled the overall viewership in one night. So that shows that they still have the magic reaffirmed that they can draw. And the key with that is draw at such short notice. Remember, Raw Reunion was only advertised for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So to be able to draw have all those legends, even though we know they've been working on it for some time to get, you know, all that travel and, and arrangements and all that stuff uh, set up. But yeah, that was at a perfect location where majority of everybody was there anyway, or from there like Hogan and, and other people. So it wasn't too much, you know, performance center was there. So it wasn't that hard to get Shawn Michaels there, you know, all those types of things. It was just a, a smart selection and where you were going to be at to make this happen. But Nonetheless, USA was happy. Shareholders were happy. Advertisers were happy. It gave a good rub to Ms. and Mrs., which had a great tie-in with Xavier Woods and Up, Up, Down, Down. That was a good show. And then it led right back into it. So it was almost like a true throwback, considering that WWE owns WCW. So we had, in essence, the reversal of Monday Night Raw airing first. Then you have something else airing, and then I guess you can call it the Monday Nitro 
airing in the background, but it, it still worked itself out no matter what. So it was just a win-win all across the board. So great job with everything that happened. The only problem is we left out of that party, and some people may have partied a little bit too much. And <laughs> the week before, we had mention of it from Samoa Joe, if I remember correctly. Uh, and a couple other people was was digging. Actually, or was it the Revival? Uh, was digging on the Usos. And then reality kind of mirrored kayfabe or kayfabe kind of mirrored reality or basically just Uso crazy because Jimmy Uso got pulled over for DUI. That was Cena that alluded to it first Monday night. Yeah, I apologize. You're right. And uh, I still don't understand it. And I think uh, at some point, I mean, WWE issued a statement that they're not responsible for what they do on their own. But at the same time, I know they got to be tired. And that's just both Usos having some issues at two separate times. So it's, it's, it's just, it's unnecessary. And then with this one, I would think the other one was just public intoxication. But with this one, this is, you know, a particular or, or, or a potential vehicular issue. So, you know, heaven forbid that next thing, you know, he's driving and then something happened and somebody didn't walk away from that. That, that's one of those times where you, you just don't even want that to be the case. So I'm hoping that the light goes on. I mean, you know, just coming off of uh, uh, Jeff Hardy and his his issue, we, we've got to solve some of that stuff at some point. Well, I, what do you do? Because uh, when, it, when it broke, you know, I'm always seeing what everybody else has to say and what they think and, you know, things like that. I want to hear what the masses have to say, not to influence my own uh, uh, commentary or opinion, but just to hear what everybody has to say. And a lot of people were like, well, you know what's going to happen. The Usos are going to get the title again because remember last time they got the title right back. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm like, that made no okay, sense but I, well, I called it, so it made perfect sense to me. <laughs> But I'm just – this is one of those times, okay, a lot of people say it's time for them to split up and go their separate ways. But they're one of the most exciting tag teams in the business. And maybe, just maybe, you might have to take them both off of, off of TV for 30 days. And, you know, you, you might have to go through a 30-day program. And if this happens again, might have to say adios. Got to go. Because, I mean, this is your job. You're putting your job in jeopardy. Uh, you, you, you're... It's a lot of kids that look up to Jimmy and Jay. And you're, 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 you shouldn't be, but you're a role model. A, a lot of kids, especially brothers, want to be the yep. Usos. 
And then on top of that, you're, you're wrestling royalty. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why you don't see them getting reprimanded like a Jeff Hardy, like uh, Alicia Fox, because of the 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 wrestling royalty. I mean, they have royalty in their blood anyway, but the wrestling royalty that they are, I think that's why you don't see them getting reprimanded. But something has to be done. We need to start levying fines. Uh, do we need to hire you a bodyguard to keep up with you, so to drive you around? So you want to drink? Fine. But you won't be driving yourself, and you won't be alone. You have a WWE-sanctioned security guard with you at all times. Yeah, it's got to be something. The thing with the alcohol part is it's, it's kind of hard to say because how many of the road on the road trips and, and stuff like that, if you heard, um, you know, the guys talk about it, you look forward to at the Hall of Fame, most of them involve alcohol. Most of them <laughs> involve travel. So that's kind of ingrained in the business. Most, some of that, them that, have that story of the police involvement. <laughs> That story of Andre the Giant getting so drunk they couldn't get him upstairs, so he had to sleep yeah. in the lobby. And they had to take a uh, what was it, three tablecloths to cover him up. And that's kind of hard to get Andre the Giant drunk. Yeah, but that's they a, did that's it. Some cakes. Yeah, and, and he was uh, he was working out. But and like you said, most of the stories from the road involve drinking. Stone Cold recounting what happened. He said he went down to the bar. He had a beer. He drank every beer that was in the bar. Went upstairs. He ordered a hamburger, a beer, another hamburger. But it was, you know, of course. And speaking of which, this man has his own beer coming out. That is like the most genius thing and probably 10 to 15 years long overdue. A Stone Cold mm. beer. Cheese. Makes sure. I might actually take a sip of that, see what it Makes tastes like. Makes you want to go stun people after you drink it. <laughs> Two gulps and a stun. That's the commercial right there. Two gulps and a stun. Oh, Lord. If they use that and we don't get paid. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, I mean, you know, that's one of those, like, yeah, I can gripe about the 24-7, but I'm not going to be like, hey, Stone Cold, you took my line. and be like, oh, really, son? Stunner. Yeah, okay, well, that, that about is that right there. It was yours. But it was yours. You can, but you can say you got stunned by yeah, Austin. Shoot, 316, 416, and 516. I caught all that. <laughs> but uh, speaking of stunning, uh, it was a stunning comment by Vince McMahon this week talking about AEW. And it, it was kind of a foreshadowing, I guess. I know we've been talking about going back to the Attitude Era, and Vince's stance on that is they're done with the Attitude Era. They're done with the blading and the, the, the extra unnecessary gore, some of which which we've seen on uh, recent AEW pay-per-views. Uh, just, it's, been, it's been a lot more blood than normally has been happening uh, and, and you know, higher-level professional wrestling and WWE type of things. And it was interesting, and uh, as uh, to quote Vince on what he said, he said, I can't imagine TNT will put up with that crap. So the mm. problem with that is 
Vince McMahon saying, I can't imagine TNT would will put up with that crap, just may spark TNT and Spike to put up with that crap. Yeah. Most definitely. So now, But then WWE's going to have to raise their game and put up with that crap. Or at least let extreme rules be extreme. Yeah. You got to give us something. Yeah. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. We, 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 we talk about what I like to call the good old days. The attitude era of wrestling. That, that goes for WCW's side too. That was the heyday of wrestling because you had great specialty matches. Uh, what was it? Um, was it three stages of hell for WCW? You had first blood matches. Inferno matches, but these things were brutal. These are things that you have to bring back for extreme rules. Those brutal things like that, because it's extreme, live up to the name. Now, I'm not saying get all gory and run around and give everybody blood baths and stuff like that, but you got to give us something. I agree. Uh, but I don't want to seem like I'm ungrateful, I'm crying or nothing. But, but on the flip side, when something happens, like uh, Becky Lynch and that uh, that nose being broken. Oh, was mm-hmm. it milked? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. did, did they get the great camera shots? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that just blood everywhere? Oh, yeah. It was. So that's, that's Vince calling yeah, you now. Probably. After <laughs> <laughs> <to> the foul. <laughs> are fired. Sorry, Vince. We just want to see a good balance. <laughs> now, if you do want to talk, I'm quite sure I could give you some, some some social commentary on what I really think needs to happen immediately. But we won't go there about that in NXT. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a, an interesting balance. But I do believe that that may have sparked a fire in TNT to to give us a little bit more of an edge. It may not be bleeding every time, but I think there will be some concessions made for some necessary storytelling. Because, uh-huh. I mean, back in the day, it was necessary. Otherwise, they wouldn't be blading as heavy. Exactly. Just ask Flair, because how many non super over-the-top amazing <laughs> Ric Flair matches did we have where he wasn't bleeding. It's like every cage match, you knew Flair was bleeding. Guaranteed. They had to go in that turnbuckle. Well, here we go. <laughs> like clockwork. But wait, speaking of which, Monday night, and you may have to go back and look at it if you didn't peep it. When Flair got out of the limo, he was already cutting bleeding. I may have to go take a look at that. Uh, when he got out, he got out on the driver's side. So it was his actual, if you're looking at it in the TV, his right side, your left. He's got a nice little gash right there. Let me find out that, that nature's taking some bumps. He, hey, look, he probably like, I'm, I don't want to be 
Same level with Cena. Cena's not going to win another championship. I need to move myself up. And that would be freaking awesome. He could have won it. He should have won a 24-7 championship. Just saying. Just to say he held he's held every championship ever? Just saying. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. Would make him the 20-time champion. He'd still be 19. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Read his book, people. Read his book. Uh <laughs> Read his book. So, AEW also made their big announcement in the same week, riding off of the the, the, the popularity and the good rub all over the place of what's happening in sports entertainment and wrestling with um, the Raw reunion. Everybody all excited. So, they finally decide to give us a date and a location of the first edition of AEW on TNT, whatever it's going to be called. Officially, we don't know. So October 2nd, live from, and just because I just want to get it right, the Capital One Arena, formerly known as the MCI Center. The phone booth. <laughs> so the Verizon Center. Yeah, it's <laughs> about everything. But um, the home of the Cats and the Wizards. Washington, D.C., what better place to, to, to cause some controversy and, and, and work some wrestling politics, pun intended there, than to start in the nation's capital and run out and do your shows on the road from there. That's a big deal. Yes, it is. But before, I need I owe you an apology. Might that be, sir? Because... When you text me, what was it, day before yesterday, about going to said show, I thought the show was going to be down where you were. And I was already planning. I was like, shoot, we go to South Carolina. I'm going to have to leave right after the show because I got to get home. I got to go to court on the, on the third. Uh, how can I do that? I can do it, but somebody going to have to go with me because they're going to have to drive back. I had it all worked out until I found out that it was here. Yeah. It's home home field advantage. So you, sir, have the burden of finding out when the heck tickets go on sale. You, sir, exactly. have the burden of figuring out how we can get you and maybe somebody else uh, from Sideline Junkies to be as close or, oh, God, it's been a while since I've been in the MCI Center, to be able to call out section numbers that are going to be on the hard camera so we can see the lovely Sideline Junkies T-shirt. Oh, but that that'll be that be uh, some, that, some research on that one, and then we're gonna make that happen. That would be a hell of a birthday gift. How about that? We are gonna be in attendance somehow, some way. Trust me. If it was a way for me to make my way up, I'd be there too. But uh, we'll see. October second, I think that's all in that crazy uh, uh blackout period of all these daggone games coming out. Kind of like Mad uh-huh. Times two this week. Yeah, but just a, a little bit of extra info on AEW and what they're planning on doing on the road. They're looking at doing about 100 to 120 live events per year, which is not too bad. That's sprinkling some pay-per-view matches there. And they are also looking at uh, not wearing everybody out because they're being open with commitment. So they're splitting up some of uh, uh, the superstars that are going to be performing at different shows. So it's not everybody traveling all the time. Uh, There will be some Saturday house shows and then other things that'll be sprinkled in there as it's uh, happening with TV. So 
with that, we're not sure if that 120 is going to be half TV on the road or just half um, house show on the road, or if TV mostly is going to be recorded at one particular location after uh, DC, kind of like take it back to WCW. Remember the first ones at uh, Mall of America. So that was the, the big mm-hmm. bang. And then after that, everything was local at uh, uh, Universal Studios, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. But either way, I mean, this is a, a great move. You're not in Vince's backyard, but you're in Vince's backyard. Well, and you say 100 to 120 shows a year. That's probably two shows a week. Because, I mean, 52 weeks in a year, 100 shows is about two shows a week. And then that's not including pay-per-views that you sprinkle in there. You might do, and they normally do their pay-per-views three weeks apart instead of a month. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be bad. That's not a bad schedule. Shoot, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, and and again, that that's that's great for the uh, the the wrestlers, sports entertainers. We haven't really heard their their stance on it. What do you want to be called? What are we calling them? But superstars, superstars <laughs> elites. <laughs> there you go, elites. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm still excited. So. Now we know it'll be uh, your time to shine, so that's your homework assignment. And you all heard it live, that KG will definitely be in attendance on October 2nd for the first of many that's going to go through. But the question is, hmm, where's the next show going to be? So if you're doing D.C., are y'all are going to hang out? They're going to go up north? Or go to Baltimore? Are they going to go, yeah, to, to be more? Or are they going to go to Virginia? Are you going to work all around uh, WWF, WWWF, WWE proper uh, in that, that home base territory? Or are you going to work it out and, and jump somewhere else? May you go back, go down south, and then uh, go straight to Atlanta? Go to huh. Turner home base and do it there? Yeah. So. Uh, of course, you could work the whole East Coast for a while. You can work the East Coast for a couple of couple of weeks. Move to the Midwest, and you know, work your way out to the West Coast. Go up and down. Hell, even throw one, do one in Hawaii. And you got a a huge wrestling background in Hawaii. So, I mean, I think they would really love that. When's the last time any major major wrestling company? went to Hawaii to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 That, that's pulling in the Isle of Samoa. Exactly. Or go to Puerto and, Rico. Get uh, Partner up with the Colognes. Yeah. Hey, hey, even drop down to Mexico. You got AAA down yeah, there. There's some opportunities there. I mean, there's a lot of places. That they can go. It didn't say that it was going to be U.S. based. Mm-hmm. So they just that's that's going to be the stuff right there. That's going to be the stuff. So 
October 2nd. We've got, uh, got it on the books. We've got a date. Now, the question and preparation is, is WWE going to be at MSG right around that time, too? Because the, their plan is to the, the sandwich these shows out of WWE's own mouth. So that means a before and an after. But just for those that haven't had a chance to go to their calendar yet, they've announced that AEW will be airing on Wednesdays on TNT is the way it's looking. So Uh Raw on Monday, SmackDown. So that means that AEW is going to be in direct competition with NXT. The problem with that is is I think the WWE is going to be looking at that as the altar call to keep Adam Cole and all the rest of the guys in NXT instead of calling them up. You know, I'm not happy with that thought. Not at all. So that's going to be an interesting battle because technically they're already sandwiched. And then Friday... We'll see what the Fox thing is going to happen. If uh, SmackDown is going to go to Fridays, and that would free up Tuesday, so there'll be nothing there. So that means that they may have a, a momentous type of special on the WWE Network that'll air, something like that, and then it could bounce back and forth in between. They're going to do something. The question is what, and then we'll have to see how that plays out. Why would SmackDown go back to Friday? Are they going to go back to taping it? Or is it going to be well, live? That's, that's what we're waiting for the, the official word on, on what Fox wants or what the, what, what the deal is with Fox and stuff because uh, it, it could be still live, but they, they just may want the Friday rub to get the, uh, the UFC stuff going on. So we'll, we'll have to see how all that's going to happen. But Wednesdays is the day. Hump day, middle of the week. You get your wrestling fix for one more day. And then, uh, you know, it's indirect competition, but it's not direct competition because we know NXT is taped, so they could just phone those in. But they also could be thinking about um, NXT going live Uh because uh, NXT is allegedly supposed to be going to Fox as well. Dun-dun-dun. Wow. So uh, uh, it's a lot of moving and shaking and possibilities that could be happening. So we will have to see exactly how all that plays out. And, uh, you know, October will be here sooner than later. And then we'll just have to make all this happen. So we'll we'll see how this jumps in. But it's going to be exciting nonetheless. It was good for one promotion. It's great for the other. So it all goes together. And, And I just can't wait. I can't wait for the competition to happen. If only. So now rounding out the show is I'm taking a, I'm putting a dramatic pause in there for intention (laughs) because I'm still torn on how I feel about it. So I want to ask you how you feel about the early rumor for the Hall of Fame that next year's headliners is going to be Hogan, Hall, and Nash, the NWO. 
Mm. Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Jeez. Is it, that is right it necessary? Because that's just giving away rings uh, instead of giving them to people that could deserve it or that do deserve sure. it, like Owen, like Victoria, Benoit. Well, that, that's, that's never going to happen until, the, no, until that never. conspiracy is, is proven to be one way or the other, beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's never happening. But also, we could tell you, Kevin Sullivan ain't going in either. So, <laughs> if Kevin Sullivan goes in, you'd put Benoit in because he's just as intertwined in all that hot mess as uh, Benoit is. Yeah. But I think it's necessary because y- you can argue to say to not put NWO in is like not putting D- DX in. Then you got to ask the question, was it necessary to put DX in? Well, let's be honest. DX was necessary to get X-Pac in. And, well, possibly China. And but... chi- yeah, and China. Truthfully. Let's just be honest with it. Let's be honest. So, if that was the case, allegedly, in my opinion, because that was given double rings and all that, I mean, you know, they could have inducted them but I mean, well, Xbox need a ring. So let's say if Xbox had a ring, would DX have needed to have been the headliner? No. They could have been creating a special uh, stable grouping in the Hall of Fame and they could have just went in for that and they could have kind of like you, you would throw up the jersey or something like that in an arena. Every arena to go to mm-hmm. would be the 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 DX jersey or whatever a t-shirt, oversized t-shirt that would hang for those that are in that part of the Hall of Fame. That would be what they would reveal for them. So it's not giving double rings out. It's giving them the legacy. Like Austin 316, that shirt would always be hanging. DX shirt would always be hanging. NWO shirt could always be hanging. But you're giving Hogan Hall and Nash another belt. Another, sorry, another belt. You see, I've already been thinking about it. Another Another <laughs> ring for what? I can tell you why. It's called ratings. But <laughs> yeah. outside of that, do they really need another ring? Yes, because it's long over. But they Dude. all have rings, so they've all mentioned NWO but, in their yeah. So what are we over? But the thing is, it's one thing to mention a seminal. Uh, a faction, a stable, a group that defined the height of wrestling. And one thing about it is you you can't have 83 weeks without NWO. I agree. But then why can't Stone, why is Stone Cold not getting two rings? As far as it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, why not? Why is the Rock well, not that's get two because rings? The Rock, the Rock, got to get the first one first, and then I, I really think the Rock is going to get two rings because you got to put the Rock and Sock connection in there. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, let... <laughs> I'm biased. Yes, I but, am. I mean, you, that was one of my favorite things. We're giving them just for that. Like I said, I'm not saying don't put them in. 
do they need another ring? Okay. It with with DX like uh, uh this past WrestleMania, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, X Pop were never gonna get rings as solo talent. Yeah, because if that was the case, then Christian should definitely have a ring. Exactly. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Is the NWO taking rings away from people that should get the opportunity? Okay, would it make you feel better if they didn't get a ring and they got that's a plaque? That's what I was saying. You hang the jerseys. <laughs> you got a plaque. There it is. You hang the jerseys. <laughs> they do the jersey thing because you already got it a is. ring. How many Is Jordan going into the, the NBA Hall of Fame twice? Yes. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> he went in as an individual and he went in as a part of the dream team and everybody on okay, the dream bad team example. bad he, example <laughs> already hall of famous 11 players <laughs> out of the, at 11 out of the 12 were already hall of famous when they put the dream team in so come on oh, now man. well look man, I'm trying to find some, some grouping there. <laughs> I, I just think it's extra I don't think you need to go in I don't think you need two rings that's all I'm saying You'll need two rings. It should be something different. Like I said, I think hanging a, whenever you go to a WWE event going forward and you see hanging around the DX, the Austin 316, the Know Your Role, the the uh the Welcome to Dudleyville's or you know, all these things going all the way around the woo t shirt, just just hanging there. And, and that that is the then now and forever. It never drops down because they were integral in the, the, the moving forward and the growth and, and everything else. Because let's be honest, I mean, the, the shows and all the stuff is great, but WWE makes more money off of merchandising. So why not have it be a T-shirt hanging every single time? Just a big oversized shirt that's pressed in, just like the American flag. Not in comparison to that, but I mean, you, you have no. that hanging um, to show the love and support for the country. Why not have those hanging to show what they have accomplished? You, you can't retire their jersey. You're not going to retire their T-shirt because 20 years from now, people are going to be buying Austin 360 shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince will be dead and gone, and they'll still be buying a what T-shirt. But see, this is the thing. With that, you – you Booker T has two rings. Jeez, uh, who else has two rings? Triple H is going to wind up having two rings. Shawn Michaels got two rings. I'm just, you know, that's just I'm, me. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I understand. When you got those tag teams, those stables, you got to, especially when they were true individual talent. Now, one thing you can say about Hall, Nash, Hogan, they were all individual studs. Some of the greatest matches came from those guys. Oh, I agree. I agree. So individually, individually. Their careers was worthy in itself. I agree. Right. Ric Flair is going to have two rings. We know this. Ric Flair should have four rings. <laughs> like, just pick one. You, yeah, but you, you know he's going to get one. He already has his one from 08 as a singles competitor. But if you put NWO in, you got to give me the four horsemen before it's too late. And I would prefer the four horsemen first over NWO. Just because it's needed. Uh, 
Jeez, who else? Oh, give me another tag team. Give me another stable. No, man, I might give you nobody else because then I'm going to start making a case that they all need rings. (laughs) Two rings. (laughs) I'm trying to make the case that it don't need to be rings. But at the same time, when you bring up Booker T and Harlem Heat, I mean, let's be honest. I can't even remember what a Harlem Heat t-shirt looked like. Because I never bought one. Nothing against Harlem Heat. But... I never needed. I wanted. A, I wanted. A, I got two NWO shirts. So yeah, I was like, "Well, should they both go in?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. So it's. I see what you're saying, and I understand. It's all about as we talked about, especially last year going into last year's Hall of Fame. It's all about putting butts in the seats. That's a that's a free revenue stream that nobody has to do anything, but production. And all they got to do is get dressed up, and the WWE makes a crap ton of money. On merchandising mm-hmm. and everything else, but and Kevin, this will be Kevin Nash's second yep. ring. Hmm. So, <sighs> but we got a lot of people. Yeah, but they're singles competitors. But I don't think it's taking rings away from anybody because if you think you got to have that headline, who was the headliner this year? DX. So you got to have that headliner. And when it's all said and done, and they finally, finally are able to get uh, Owen in, it should be just a show for him. Nobody else should go in that year. It should be just like it was with Andre the Giant. Only time it should happen, it's got to be for Owen because it's long overdue. I agree. And we talked about that before. If there's anybody... Anybody, Owen should be the one. Yeah. Because think about this. You put Owen in that night, you have Brett telling stories. Uh, Jeez, everybody, you, Steve, uh, The Rock, you got all these people that are coming back to tell stories. And it's it's going to be three hours. It's going to be a sellout because of all the different stories, the jokes that he played on people, how giving, how caring he was. Number one, it's not going to be a dry in the house, so Kleenex can make a crap ton of money mm-hmm. there, too. But just so much that can be done. And it, it, it'll be a awesome night. And that's all you need. But until that happens, you got to put people in seats. You got to sell it out. NWO is a sellout for Horsemen are a sellout. Immediately. As soon as they're announced, tickets gone. 20 minutes. Once upon a time, it used to be like that for uh, Raw and Smackdowns that came to town. Tickets would go on set at 11 o'clock. By 11.15, the show was sold out. It could be like that once again. Yeah, I agree. But we'll have so, to see how it uh how it happens, man. That's just rumors right now. But I'm not a hundred percent. I'd be one over, but I'm NWO for life. But <laughs> I just don't want somebody like Victoria should have went in last year. So if she doesn't go in this year, it's like. Y'all need to stop making it financial and start making it merit-based. 
because you're running out of people and you have to trust in the people that have put in the work to have equally as good stories and equally as great turnout as the people that you've already put in. That's all. Yeah. That's just my point. I'm over it. All right, so go ahead, tell them where they can hear us at, man. Well, of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor. This is our home. This is the base of operations. Uh, You can hear us on Spotify. Contrary to popular beliefs, you can still hear us on Apple Podcasts. Maybe not iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts. They have their own app now. Uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Podchaser, uh, Radio Public, uh, Castbox, Breaker, Podcoin, and Podbean. 16 platforms for you to catch up with the sideline junkies. Keep abreast of everything that we're doing. Yep. And then uh, you can also find us out in Washington, D.C. Yeah, if you're on a Division Two, we are there. Nine times to ten, depending on what time of the day it is. If one of us is home and we're playing, you call for help. Nine times to ten, it'll be a sideline junkie that runs in there to help. There you go. Putting in that work. And don't forget. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget. Instagram, Twitter, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon, podcast. And if you're interested in fantasy football, SidelineJunkies247.com. I'm sorry, 247 at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let me know you're interested so I can send out those invites so we can get it started. Because uh, Thursday starts the official kickoff of the NFL season first preseason game. So, be on the lookout for that. And it's the night that Madden releases. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm still trying to figure out, do I really want to come out of retirement? We'll find out. Uh, I'll be keeping you all yeah. abreast on the early buzz. Yeah, you got to. Because uh, if they haven't fixed the glitch, we got a problem. Yeah. We also have a problem because haven't heard anything about uh, WWE 2K20 yet either. So that, that's still kind of in the dark of uh, where the hell is this game at? Or do I need to rebuy 2K19? <laughs> like that, that, that would be the first time, the first year in how many years that there hasn't been a wrestling game that's come out? Yeah, that's not going to be good. Mm-mm. And then, you know, people uh, campaigning and, and, and trying to slide buzz in for uh, AEW to get its own game. Mm. Mm. And it'd be perfect timing. If there's writing on the wall ever, it's when a, a wrestling game has it come out. Man, uh, dude, we're talking like over 20 years, really, since that's happened. There's always been a 2K or a SmackDown versus Raw or WCW versus or WWF No Mercy or something has come out every year like clockwork. 
this is we're getting into uncharted scary territory here that's true especially if it's uh, not in october like they normally do i'm 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 looking to get into that so i hope that they do something so well nothing else there'll be plenty to do in a division so won't have to worry too much about yeah. that we will be making that happen all day every day got to get up in the zoo and put that work in it's a blast out there saw some gators <laughs> <laughs> So it's so some great storylines to be told out there in the National Zoo and more to follow. So oh, man. Uh, I think it's about time. Is that, say? That, Kess, that, is that Kessler College that's, that's blacked out at the top? Yep. That's what I thought because that's what BJ was saying last night. And him and Jim was like, yeah, that's the zoo. I'm like, what? Do we get? Do we actually get to walk there? Oh, yeah. You, you get to go in. And uh, there's some other things. I was just in the college earlier. So uh, it's, it's really great stories that they, they've added in for the early access. It'll be available to everybody next week. But, man, it's they're doing some things. They learned from what they did in New York. And this is the first out of three, if I remember correctly, of the stories that they'll be telling. So we've got a lot more to come. Oh. Get on your division, people. It's back to 60 bucks. So it's still worth it. Should have got it when I said it was 20. But it, it's still worth it. Jump in and and enjoy yourselves. Man, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, because that's what we get ready to go yep. do now. So, so we're gonna leave y'all on a Sunday night to go do what you do, and we're gonna go save some people in New York and fight the Black Tusk. Indeed, because uh, I got new weapons and I'm ready to get it. <laughs> Matter of fact, hold on. I got to go to my stage box and I go to I got some level 30 weapons. I'm great going in and mess with them. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and go. <laughs> All right. So until next week, we'll get to talk to y'all about what's going on in the wonderful world of wrestling this week. Yes, indeed. We are the WrestleManiacs and we are out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.